Good mornings, I'm Chris Oaks, and coming up today, To Your Health, the Cleveland Clinic's 8th Annual Mention It survey finds that the majority of us guys believe we are living a healthy lifestyle, but our habits and behaviors say otherwise. We'll dig into the numbers. Also this morning, families were expected to spend a record amount for back to school this year. So now that classes have started back up, how are parents feeling about their finances? Coach's Corner host John Marshall will preview the slate of games for week number four of the high school football season already. And we have another collection of recipes from Kyra's Kitchen. This is the Good Mornings Podcast Edition for Friday, September 8th, 2023. More pumpkin spice madness is that time of the year. Wendy's, I guess, going to uh, introduce the pumpkin spice frosty next week. That is the uh, latest. And I think Starbucks is uh, already out with all of their pumpkin spice everything. And all of the uh, coffee chop, uh, coffee shop chains have their pumpkin spice um, restaurants with their pumpkin spice treats and so on. Are you tired of it or are you one of those that just can't get enough? Google Trends has released the most uniquely searched trends on the ubiquitous fall flavor and found some very strange concoctions. Uh, Some of the highlights from this. In Arizona, they have been searching for pumpkin spice spam. I kid you not. In Arizona, that seems to be a trend. Pumpkin spice spam. Now, I'm not sure if they're searching it because they are interested in it or they're wondering what the attraction is, but pumpkin spice spam is a top search trend in Arizona. Delaware, meanwhile, on the hunt for pumpkin spice deer jerky. (laughs) Uh, Californians are searching for pumpkin spice red vines. You know, that red licorice with a pumpkin spice flavor. Hmm. And in South Dakota, they are curious about pumpkin spice tamales. Uh, Some of the other more common searches among the states, pumpkin spice pie, rolls, donuts, Oreos, and pumpkin spice pudding. So those are the top pumpkin spice related search terms according to or search trends, according to uh, Google. Meanwhile, if pumpkin spice is not your thing, check this out. A Louisiana company has patented the world's first liquor-based hot sauce. (laughs) It's called Swamp Dragon Hot Sauce. It is a new concept that replaces the vinegar in your hot sauce with liquor. The owner of the company, Matt Beeson, says due to there being no vinegar in the sauces, they can be used in a wider variety of food offerings, including desserts. He says the Swamp Dragon sauces are 20% alcohol, 20% alcohol, and have been approved for all ages by the U.S. Alcohol and Tobacco Tax and Trade Bureau Non-Beverage Laboratory. Presumably because what when you cook with it, it cooks the alcohol, the intoxicant out of it, leaves the flavor without the intoxicant. I don't know. It says approved for all ages. 
the company is continuing to work on further liquor-based hot sauces, such as bourbon, rum, and tequila. I'm guessing those would not be approved for all for all ages. But anyway, that I'll take that over. I'm not a big hot sauce person, but I'll take that over pumpkin spice anytime. You know what I mean? Some of the other most interesting and buzzworthy stories to get your TGI Friday morning started. What makes us human? Have you ever wondered about that? What traits make us uniquely human? New research out of Sweden has uncovered the trait, or at least a trait, that makes humans human is a sense of order. It says, humans use this skill while planning out our days or even having a conversation where we keep things in a logical order. Researchers attempted to see if uh, bonobos could learn to remember uh, order, could put things in order. They, they tried to see if they could remember uh, the order of a bunch of colorful squares and repeat that order back. Uh, bonobos, great apes. I think it's how you pronounce it. They're great apes and thought to be the maybe the smartest of uh, all of the apes, very close relative to human beings. And yet they were unable to perform these orderly tasks. And uh, they conclude, the research it says here, supports the idea that at some point in human history, we developed the ability to process sequences of information, which helped us to learn to plan, create language. It's that sense of order that makes humans human. Clearly, they have not looked at my desk at work. That's all I have to say on that. Clearly, not, they have not looked at my office. That's, <laughs> you, you would think <laughs> that maybe humans have not developed a sense of uh, order, at least not all humans. Anyway, uh, I saw this on the uh, Newswire. Um, now that we're starting to heat up in the political uh, presidential cycle, a new CNN poll finds President Joe Biden scores a very poor job approval rating of just 39% among the American public. And this is a CNN poll. And this is not Fox News or the Washington Examiner or uh, some of those conservative news outlets that you would expect to be less friendly to the current president. This is CNN. Uh, 39% job approval rating and worst yet almost three quarters of americans say that they are seriously concerned that our current president's age might negatively affect his physical and mental capabilities should he be reelected to a second term uh president biden now 80 years old um what i thought was interesting maybe not surprising but interesting there is an age gap in the view about how age impacts presidential ability. 72% of those under the age of 65 in the survey were worried about his age, but just 57% of those age 65 plus uh, felt the same. So, But noteworthy that even a majority of those age 65 and over we're concerned about the president's age. So that's kind of 
uh, noteworthy as well. And again, a CNN poll. This is uh, uh, generally a friendly news outlet to the president, and they still are piling on everybody concerned about uh, president. But he's still uh, he's still running. Doesn't seem there's any uh, significant challenge in the Democratic Party, as you would expect. The sitting president run for running for re-election is going to get the full support of the party. By the way, more uh, bad news about the economy, and I hate to be the bearer of bad news right out of the gate this morning, but a record 87% of Americans say that they believe that this is a bad time to buy a home. 87% of Americans say it's a bad time to buy a home. This is a survey released yesterday by Fannie Mae, the Federal Housing Agency. Given the combination of high prices and high mortgage rates, Facing potential buyers, it's probably not all that surprising. 80% of those in the survey expect mortgage rates will stay the same or go up over the coming year. And 41% expect home prices to continue to go up. I was surprised that it's only 41% expect home prices to continue to go up. Are we thinking they're suddenly going to collapse for some reason? But anyway, the uh, average 30-year fixed-rate mortgage stands a bit above 7%, which is a 21-year high. So that may be uh, something that the president has to answer to. Not maybe, it will be something the president has to answer to as we get into the heat of the campaign here over the next uh, several months. And how about this? Among the first things you need to know this morning, the most interesting and buzzworthy stories of the day, the Mexico City Marathon was held recently, and about 11,000 of the runners participating had to be disqualified for cheating. (laughs) 11,000 runners in the Mexico City Marathon, or roughly one-third, actually more than one-third. There were 30,000 participants, so more than one-third of the participants in the Mexico City Marathon were disqualified for cheating because they either used cars, bikes, or even public transportation to skip part of the course. (laughs) One-third of the uh, of the runners cheated the mexico city sports institute says it will proceed to identify those cases in which participants of the xl mexico city marathon 2023 have demonstrated an unsportsmanlike attitude during the event this is a statement from race organizers um by the way this is not the uh, first time it's not altogether unusual in 2017, 6,000 runners were disqualified. In 2018, more than 3,000 runners were disqualified. But this, this is a new record. 11,001 in three <laughs> runners in the Mexico City Marathon. Maybe they should just have a category. Here's what I'm thinking. Uh, instead of just disqualifying a blanket disqualification, create a new category for the most creative way to cheat. Maybe that's what you need to do. And that would... Because it seems like they're doing it anyway. Why not at least uh, capitalize on that and uh, make your marathon stand out? It would certainly be unique among world marathons if you did something like that. I don't know. There you go. Uh, some of the most interesting and buzzworthy stories to get your Friday morning started here. WFIN News. I'm Matt Demchek. Your WTOL 11 weather. Partly to mostly cloudy today with a high in the low 70s. Partly cloudy tonight, a low around 60. 
Some Arlington students were injured when the school bus they were riding in was involved in a crash on Interstate 75 Thursday night. The Highway Patrol says an Arlington local school's bus was southbound on I-75 when it was hit from behind by a pickup truck near North Baltimore. The school bus, which was transporting Arlington's junior high football team, had 26 students on it and six were hospitalized with minor injuries, according to the Highway Patrol. The driver of the pickup that hit the bus fled the scene on foot and was taken into custody. Get more on the website. The Hancock County Metric Drug Task Force says four people were arrested after they executed a search warrant at an apartment on Crystal Glen Boulevard in Finley. The task force said a search of the apartment yielded suspected crack cocaine and methamphetamine, as well as paraphernalia indicating drug use and trafficking. Authorities say additional charges of drug trafficking are expected at the conclusion of the investigation. The task force said it had fielded numerous complaints about that address. American Electric Power, which serves customers in 61 of Ohio's 88 counties, is seeking a rate hike. Under the proposal, which will run from June of 2024 through May of 2028, AEP says a typical residential customer using 1,000 kilowatts would see an average annual increase of less than 1% or $1.50 per month. In a statement, the company says, quote, the agreement will allow AEP Ohio to invest more than $1.5 billion in critical distribution system investments to address aging infrastructure and serve new customers in its growing service territory. Kevin Landers. Cancer Patient Services' second annual Flock Walk will be held on Saturday. It'll be held at the University of Finley's Kaler Center and outside on the UF campus. People are invited to walk with their family, friends, and neighbors to support local cancer patients. A survivor breakfast will be held to kick off the event, and then the walk run begins at 9 a.m. Get more details about the Cancer Patient Services' second annual Flock Walk in the story on our website. Remember, you can always get more news online anytime at WFIN.com. Matt Demchek for 1330 WFIN and 95.5 FM. Well, the Cleveland Clinic is out this month with their 8th annual Mention It survey. We've talked about this in the past. It is an educational campaign examining various aspects of men's health. And joining us with more details on this year's survey is Dr. Rave T. Bole, a men's health expert and urologist in the Glickman Urological and Kidney Institute at the Cleveland Clinic. And Dr. Bole, the, the headline number that I noticed from this year's survey was that 81% of men believe that they are living a healthy lifestyle, but their habits and behaviors do not reflect that. Concerning, but I would guess not surprising necessarily to you as a physician that people, especially men, will say one thing and do another when it comes to their health. That's right, Chris. And thank you for mentioning that because that was actually a really big takeaway of of the survey uh, that most men think they're living a healthy life, but when you get into their habits, you're finding that about half of them aren't going to their annual physical, about half of them aren't so happy with how healthy their diet is, uh, and about half of them aren't getting screened regularly for certain common cancers that can occur. Uh, and so I think that's where the Mention It survey is so important because it really teaches us about some of these opportunities we have to talk to men more about how they can be proactive about their health. So this may be just a really basic question and and may almost sound like a dumb thing to ask, but given that disconnect between what men say and what they're actually doing, why is that so concerning to you as a physician? It can be concerning because a lot of the things that we screen for at those 
annual physicals and with those prostate cancer or, um, you know, skin cancer or colorectal cancer screenings are things that can be treated much more easily the earlier that we catch them. Um, and so if we miss that opportunity to catch things when they're you know, just detected, um, that can mean that a man is going to be experiencing much more impact from that diagnosis later on once once the disease or the cancer has had an opportunity to cause more damage. And so that's why we really want to emphasize that it's important for men to get into their doctor's office early so that we can we can do all this screening for them. Now, folks, remember uh, during the course of the pandemic, of course, uh, there was a lot of there were a lot of people who were uh, missing those regular appointments uh, because of the issues surrounding that. And I'm wondering, now that we are uh, pretty much past the pandemic phase, people kind of using that as a continued excuse so they kind of get too comfortable with not going to the physician and getting those regular checkups? Yeah, I think you've touched upon a great point. I think there was a hiatus where it was, you know, difficult to get in. You know, if you scheduled, you were so far out. Um, A lot of just routine appointments were were getting canceled or not easy to, to get to. Uh, and I think to some degree, you're right. Um, you know, we may have gotten used to not going to the doctor for a number of years. Um, but I think partially, you know, because of the pandemic, we've started to find more ways to make it easier for men and, and really any patient to get to the doctor. You know, we now offer more options for virtual visits, uh, for example, and, and um, you know, opportunities for people to get their health checks done in more convenient ways. Um, you know, more labs where they can get blood work, you know, expanded hours in some cases. Uh, and so I think, you know, that's a, that's a really good point for us to all be aware of. But it's definitely time for men to start getting back to making those appointments routinely and working with their doctor to find easier ways for them to get that care, whether that's virtual or in person or a combination of both. Now, one of the other uh, data points that kind of jumped out at me was this number that 83% of men say they have experienced stress over the past six months. Again, probably not a surprising number, but this also is concerning because this can have uh, a significant impact on, you know, the the stress and mental health can have a significant impact on physical health and it can manifest itself in any number of ways. That's exactly right. So, we, of course, we all experience stress, uh, but there are points at which chronic stress can really affect uh, the way that your body functions. And so we know that chronic stress can impact things like your blood pressure or your risk of heart disease. And sometimes the way that you first start noticing is that you might notice issues with your sexual health. That's a common one for men where the first symptom that they have is something that they might not immediately associate with blood pressure, um, for example, is, is something in the bedroom. And so that's why it's so important for them to mention it. And that's why we you know, named the campaign right. uh, as such, because you may not know what you don't know, but if you are able to mention it to your healthcare provider, they can then tell you uh, what kind of screenings you need and what else you need to do to make sure that the rest of your body is okay. And just to underscore that point, this year's uh, findings, I I believe uh, pretty much the same as in previous years, finds that men in particular are very hesitant to seek help for both mental health and sexual issues, as you were mentioning uh, there. And uh, again, this is important to speak up and, as you said, mention it. That's right. 
you know, I think all of us have that feeling of awkwardness or embarrassment, you know, about talking about some of these issues, especially mental health and especially, you know, issues in the bedroom um, with sexual health. But I think a survey like this is just so important because it shows us that we're not alone. Most of us are thinking about these issues. A lot of us are experiencing these issues, um, you know, more commonly even as we as we get older. Uh, and so one really good thing about an educational campaign like this uh, is that perhaps it shows men that it's okay to talk about it, that it's not embarrassing, and that, in fact, uh, a lot of their friends and family might be experiencing the same exact thing. So we mentioned uh, mental uh, uh, health. We mentioned sexual health. Uh, you were talking about getting the uh, screening for the various cancers and so on. And, and, and were there uh, any? Was there anything else that kind of jumped out at you, uh, especially uh, in this uh, survey? So definitely, you know, the opportunity to educate men better about cancer screenings was one of the big things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think something else um, that was you know, important to recognize is that a lot of men, you know, recognize that they are spending a lot of time doing things like watching TV or going on social media. Mm. You know, we all do it, but there are certainly uh, a large percentage of men in our survey who, who admitted to watching TV or going on social media for long periods of time, you know, even over five hours a day. And, and certainly that can be something that can contribute to stress and contribute to issues with you know, a more sedentary lifestyle or not having the time to eat healthy. And so I think that's another thing that's important to realize, you know, in our modern world where everyone uh, is so interconnected with, you know, technology that, um, you know, sometimes these things can be impacting our, our health as well. So the bottom line takeaway here uh, is to make sure we get back into that um routine of of annual checkups regular checkups checking in with your doctor mentioning it bringing up these subjects during those uh, yearly exams and so on um where do we get more information learn uh more details about this year's survey the findings and uh, again the mention it campaign in general yes if anyone would like to learn more we'd love you to go to clevelandclinic.org slash mention it their eighth annual Mention It survey out this month. Dr. Bolay, thanks very much for taking the time. We appreciate it. Thank you, Chris. Well, you remember leading up to back to school, we mentioned that families were expected to spend a record amount in preparation for the new academic year, creating just one more level of added stress to the family budget. Well, Vanessa Okuawe is principal at Edward Jones with us on the line this morning. So now, Vanessa, as those classes are starting back up, how are parents feeling about their current finances? How hard did this hit them in the wallet? Yes, um, Chris, and thanks for having me. As a, as a parent myself, you know, I can relate to um, some of these uh, tensions and anxieties and joys that we have as parents and the responsibilities we have towards our, our, our children. And, and what we're finding through this study is that a third of adults are reporting feeling stressed about their current financial standing. They're also sharing that they don't have a definitive Source to turn to for financial advice to reduce or ease this stress. Yeah. And they're also noting that they have, you know, these financial gaps in, in 
financial caregiving information, managing student debt, understanding how to better invest in the markets, these types of things. And so we're excited about a solution that we um, have to alleviate some of the stress that parents feel. Yeah, a lot to unpack here. Let's start uh, with a part of the survey where most adults said that financial education is not something that they themselves learned in school, but more through the school of hard knocks, if you will. How do adults feel about their current level of financial knowledge? Give us some more info on this. Yes, uh, and, and, and to your point, um, Chris, we, we find that only one in five Americans learn money skills in school, and, and 18% of the people that uh, we worked with on the study reported that they had never received um, an education on finances at mm. any age. We find, we're finding that there's a, a, a lack of confidence um, in their financial knowledge as adults. And when you think about how that impacts decision-making and finances, it can have some negative outcomes. So you think about how people um, use credit, um, how they um, make decisions around house purchases, right. um, and how that ultimately affects people's ability to build um, wealth. Uh, and uh, There's an interest there in improving um, the, the knowledge and closing those gaps. And so we're, we're pleased that we can um, have some solutions to um, help um, our, our parents, adults, and, and students alike. Yeah, and the reason why that kind of jumped out at me uh, is is that there's some good news here. Most states now, uh, Ohio included, have incorporated some level of financial literacy into the curriculum, uh, curriculum, recognizing the shortcomings of uh, previous generations that you you outline in the survey there. Talk about why that is uh, important for this to be taught in schools, because as you were uh, kind of alluding to, the impact goes far beyond just, you know, the teen years. Yes, yes, Chris, and congratulations, Ohio, because they joined 32 other states to try and change this in, in high schools and, and get personal finance topics into schools. Well, what, what we find, uh, what we have found through our, our different studies, and this one specifically, is the data is proving time and time again that that knowledge in financial um, education builds confidence, and it's going to empower individuals to secure their financial futures. It helps people feel uh, more resilient. Uh, They're able to make better decisions. I I think we could all relate to the fact that when we learn good habits early, Chris, uh, it sets us up for more successful lives as adults. And it doesn't matter what that skill is, whether it's learning to respect individuals or it's, it's learning how to study um, better, it's it's learning how to live with different people, whatever that is, learning to do that early and just sets us up for for a a better and more successful, more fulfilling life. I think in financial education specifically, we're able to make better financial decisions um, because we had that education early. Now, uh, in the case of your company, Edward Jones, you have a financial fitness program that provides some of of uh, those uh, materials uh, so that uh, for 
provides those materials for both youth and adults to increase their financial literacy skills. Talk a little bit about this program and how it has benefited uh, those uh, roughly, I think, what, 600,000 people uh, that have uh, utilized those uh, resources. That's exactly right. And um, Chris, our financial fitness program has uh, reached over 500,000 learners thus far since we started it in 2020. Our goal is to get to a million learners by, by 2025. Um, and it provides... Um, all um, adults and high school students with the tools that they need to build their financial knowledge and confidence. And we're doing that through a digital um, education platform. We also have thousands of our financial advisors working on delivering um, financial education in their individual um, communities. And that's a good thing for the communities. It's a good thing for society. Today, I'm excited about introducing a new resource. It's called Edwards of Wisdom. And it's designed specifically to help our younger generations in their financial um, journeys. Uh, Edwards of Wisdom is, is a collection of very practical and very relatable money advice that's right there at your fingertips. And it's from trusted professionals. And, and Chris, we all know that there's information everywhere on, on the Internet, on social media. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is not coming from trusted professionals. And, and so through Edwards of Wisdom, we've made this available and it can certainly help our, our younger generations with um, a sound and actionable um, financial plan. Now, as we mentioned, uh, schools in Ohio now are required to make financial literacy a part of the curriculum uh, from the uh, not just the high school level, but in the K-8 through level uh, as well. Is this uh, designed to sort of supplement uh, that that material because there's no way that the schools can teach everything that kids will need to know. That, that's right. That's right. And I, so many of our teachers do a really nice job now. Uh, and Edward Jones partners with EverFi um, to provide high school students and, and their teachers with the, the financial knowledge and the, the curriculum and the, the platforms that they need to educate. So we, you know, the schools don't have to provide this information themselves. They work with um, organizations like Edward Jones who can help, who can partner and provide them the access that they need um, to, to be able to deliver this information to students. The other thing I would add, Chris, is that we're finding, we're hearing stories from the students directly who say that they're helping their their parents understand how to um, expand their financial knowledge, which is a brilliant thing, right? It's, it's multidimensional. Parents can teach their children. And when students learn something like this from school or, or directly through our website or mm-hmm. through our financial advisors, they're sharing that with, with their parents. So that knowledge share, it can only be a good thing for our, our communities and for our society. Absolutely. Again, uh, Vanessa Okiwawe is principal at Edward Jones, where do we get more information uh, about these resources? Yes, at wisdom.edwardjones.com. Uh, there you'll find a plethora of information on savings, on investing, budgeting, debt management, and, and much, much more. So wisdom.edwardjones.com. Vanessa, thanks very much for taking the time. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Chris. I'm John Marshall with this high school football preview. The Finley Trojans face Oregon Clay tonight. The Eagles are led by an athletic quarterback. Finley coach Stefan Adams knows that will be the key to getting the better of Clay tonight. He reminds me of the pure spirit of being a kid, being in the backyard, playing with your friends, 
running around, spinning around, and making crazy acrobatic passes. And I don't know if it's necessarily what he wants to do every single time or what he's right. meant to do, but however that may be, we have to be extremely disciplined in how we approach and where we get to on our points, our launch points, as far as like his launch points, knowing where they're coming from and finishing. If we let him get loose, he can make a lot of plays with his feet and extend plays longer than we want him to, to extend to. And DB's got to be super latched onto their guys uh, when he starts scrambling around. Finley hosts Clay tonight at 7 at Donnell Stadium in a meeting of 2 and 1 teams. You can hear that game starting at 6 30 on 1330 WFIN, WFIN.com, and 95.5 FM. In the Blanchard Valley Conference, Elmwood travels to Arlington for the first time as a conference member. Arlington dropped a close one to Liberty Benton last week to fall to 1-2, and two, while Elmwood improved to 1-2 and two with a 46-32 win over Riverdale. This looks to be a good matchup on paper. Elmwood coach Greg Bishop knows that Arlington will be ready for his Royals tonight. They play hard. They're going to come after you. you know, that's kind of their mantra year in and year out. They're going to play you hard. They're going to play you tough. And so we got to be ready to go, be dialed in on Friday and ready to go. That game will air on 100.5 WKXA and WKXA.com tonight with pregame starting at 635. The two other league games in the BBC see Arcadia at Pandora Gilboa as one and two teams face off and one and two Van Buren visits undefeated Macomb. Liberty Benton goes to Port Clinton and Riverdale hosts Van Lu in non-league play. In the Western Buckeye League, 0-3 Ottawa Glandorf visits 3-0 Elida. Broadcast time is at 6.30 with kick at 7 on our sister station, 106.3 The Fox. Elsewhere in the Western Buckeye League, St. Mary's is at Wapak. Van Wert at 2-1 travels to 3-0 Defiance. Salina visits Shawnee. 1-2 Kenton hosts Bath, a surprising 2-1. In the Northwest Conference, 3-0 Lipsick gets a visit from Allen East. Viking coach Joe Kirkendall knows his team has its hands full as the Mustangs come to town. With a unique scheme on defense with a 3-5, it's a lot different than what we normally see, so that provides its own challenges. Elsewhere in Northwest Conference play, Delphus Jefferson is at 0-3. They visit Bluffton, a 3-0 team. Spencerville at 2-1 is at Columbus Grove. The Bulldogs are at 1-2. And, and Ada travels to Convoy to face Crestview in a battle of 2-1 teams. In Northwest Central Conference games of local interest, 0-3 Corey Rawson visits the new North Baltimore Stadium to meet the 1-2 Tigers. Harden Northern at 2-1 hosts 3-0 Waynesfield Goshen. And USV is at Perry as 1-2 teams square off. Northern 10 games of note, Cary hosts Winford, both at 1-2. Upper Sandusky is at Seneca East, both 1-2. Other games of interest, 3-0 Hopewell Loudon is on the road with Gibsonburg. 3-0 Calvert hosts 2-1 Lakota. And 3-0 Patrick Henry goes to 2-1 Evergreen. Our game's on air tonight on the Blanchard River Broadcast Stations. On WFIN, Clay is at Findlay. Elmwood travels to Arlington on WKXA. And on 106.3 The Fox, Ottawa Glendorf is at 1-3 Elida. With this high school football preview for Good Mornings, I'm John Marshall, WFIN Sports. This is Good Mornings with Chris Oaks on 1330 WFIN, WFIN WFIN.com and 95.5 FM. We interrupt this program to bring you a broken news alert. If you have ever tried to play a practical joke on someone only to have it backfire on you, you can appreciate this first story in the broken news this morning. It is out of Absecon, New Jersey, where 45-year-old Patrick Spina uh, decided to play a little joke on his neighbor by dropping a chemical dye into his pool. (laughs) 
using a drone. And apparently, it wasn't just one neighbor that he did this uh, to several residential and commercial pools were dyed using a, uh, a drone. Residents and business owners in the area were alarmed when they observed drones hovering over their properties, releasing a substance that turned the pool water a shocking shade of green. <laughs> One such incident occurred at Equality Inn in Galloway Township, where the pool's concrete base actually sustained some damage. Not just the uh, the pool water uh, turned green, but the base of the con- uh, concrete pool, uh, the concrete base of the pool uh, sustained damage. Uh, the general manager of the hotel estimated the financial toll to be in the tens of thousands of dollars. They had to drain the pool, clean it, refill it, and, of course, you factor in all the lost revenue from cancellations from people who were staying at the hotel. Authorities are able to trace the drone back to uh, Mr. Spina and his company, Comfort Solutions Heating and Cooling, and they've actually arrested him. He now faces uh, charges uh, of for turning neighborhood pools uh, green. Um, let's see here. Uh, investigators suspect... It may have been a prank. The use of sea dye intended for ocean marking caused both disruption and damage to the affected pools. The local police department charged him with multiple counts of criminal mischief following a series of the disruptive incidents through the course of last month. So, <laughs> Just a practical joke, but no one's laughing. He's in jail. Can you imagine explaining to your cellmate why you are in jail? What are you in for? Oh, I turned my neighbor's pool green. <laughs> uh, let's see. This is kind of uh, kind of interesting in the uh, broken news. Uh, not a dumb criminal or uh, anything stupid like that. Uh, just something very interesting. A Florida construction firm is... Uh, I guess they got orders going like gangbusters for its uh, intuitively made building blocks that work kind of like real-life Legos. Basically, a construction firm is building buildings, homes and buildings, out of Lego bricks. Well, not they're, they're not really Legos, but they are interlocking blocks made of a mineral composite and reinforced with glass fiber that can be quickly and quietly assembled into walls, floors, even roofs, with a special adhesive and a rubber mallet being the only tools that workers need to get the job done. By using a process similar to injection molding, Renko USA can take the material and turn it into a variety of shapes, from the standard Lego-style brick to roof beams and joists. No heavy cutting, welding, or masonry needed on the job site, and contractors installing plumbing, ventilation, or electrical work can treat the finished block walls like normal concrete. Um, In Palm Springs, a $21 million, 96-unit housing complex near West Palm Beach is being built by just 11 workers using these Lego-like blocks. Without any cranes or lifts and no bench saws or metal cutting equipment, the neighbors say they uh, hear only the muted thud of the rubber mallets. And that's, that's it. 
That's pretty crazy. Now, I wonder, I mean, you know, in Florida, they do have hurricanes to worry about. <laughs> I wonder how well these buildings will hold up, but I, one would think that they tested that, yes? That could revolutionize the home building industry. Who knows? Elsewhere in the broken news, how would you like to find this in your backyard? While doing renovations on his property, a man in Portugal stumbled upon a fossilized dinosaur in his backyard. Not just that, but it might be the largest dinosaur, dinosaur skeleton ever found in Europe. It all started all the way back in 2017, while doing some construction work, the owner of the property in central Portugal noticed the presence of several fragments of fossilized bones in his yard. He called, I don't know how he recognized uh, the shards of fossilized bone, uh, but in any event, he called scientific authorities, and last month, they unearthed several important skeletal elements of a beast that may have been 82 feet long when it roamed the Earth. It is one of the biggest specimens ever discovered in Europe, perhaps in the world, according to a paleontologist from the Faculty of Sciences at the University of Lisbon in Portugal. So far, an important set of elements of the axial skeleton have been collected from the site, which includes vertebrae and ribs, and they expect to find more. Wow! Can you imagine stumbling just stumbling upon that in in the backyard? It doesn't say how long he's lived in his home, but can you imagine being uh, in your home for years and years and years, sitting right on top of a the giant fossilized dinosaur, maybe the biggest in the continent, uh, and not even knowing it? It's crazy. Uh, let's see, and a couple of other uh, items in the broken news. The odd and unusual side of the headlines. The identity of a mystery thief responsible for the disappearance of $3,800 worth of plants from an Australian nursery has been revealed. The culprit, a koala, apparently gorged himself a little too much to flee. <laughs> uh, Humphrey Harrington of the Eastern Forest Nursery in the Lismore area of New South Wales, said his staff first noticed that plants were going missing a few months ago, and they initially suspected that um, somebody was stealing the plants or maybe some animals were getting in and eating the plants. But the mystery was finally solved when workers arrived to find a koala had overeaten and basically was too stuffed to escape. <laughs> the World Wildlife Fund, which supports the nursery, shared a photo of the koala, uh, what they have uh, they have named Claude, <laughs> Claude the koala. Many of the seedlings stolen by Claude were actually destined for koala food and habitat restoration initiatives. So <laughs> it's not a total loss. Uh, Mr. Harrington from the nursery said he uh, wrapped Claude in a towel and moved him to a nearby tree. And he said that uh, the nursery has installed some koala-proof fencing to protect future plants. <laughs> $3,800 worth of plants. <laughs> koala must have 
thought he had stumbled into a, he had hit a gold mine there. Stumbled onto a, a treasure trove of dining. <laughs> and finally, in the broken news this morning, uh, this is more of a traditional broken news item. An, an armed robbery suspect in Vermont, 52-year-old Eric Edson, who had managed to evade capture through a bizarre series of getaways involving cars, bikes, paddle boards, even a stolen sailboat, has now been apprehended after being spotted in a kayak on a local river, according to authorities. <laughs> Mr. Edson had been wanted for a store robbery in Burlington, Vermont, uh, late last month. He, in the course of his escape, assaulted a couple of police officers. Uh, he's also wanted suspicion of multiple thefts, including vehicles and the sailboat that he used to escape. <laughs> Burlington Police Chief John Murad emphasized Mr. Edson's dangerous nature given his various modes of escape. His weeks-long escapade involved fleeing from police in a stolen vehicle, assaulting officers, stealing a sailboat on Lake Champlain, later intercepted by the Coast Guard, and uh, running aground. A tip led Vermont State Police to Edson, who was seen in a kayak on nearby river, resulting in a dramatic arrest after he swam to the southern shore. <laughs> he is expected to be arraigned uh, following a hospital evaluation for his injuries. But <laughs> when he gets out of jail, maybe uh, enter a decathlon or something like that. He seems to be in pretty good shape. Uh, there, there you go. Uh, that is uh, today's Broken News Report, an update on the odd and unusual side of the headlines. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Oktoberfest is back September 23rd from 2 p.m. to 10.30. Celebrate local German heritage at the 9th Annual Oktoberfest, presented by Premier Bank in downtown Finley. Enjoy traditional polka music, the Kinderplatz Kids Zone, delicious food, and more than 40 different beers. Plus, watch the Ohio State game live on a jumbo screen at 7.30. Admission is $5 for 21 and over, $3 under 21. The party's on Main Street, September 23rd. Visit OktoberfestFinley.com for details. This message provided by WFIN. Time now for your daily download, the numbers behind the news and the statistics that shape our lives. We were mentioning uh, just a bit ago the Cleveland Clinic's annual Mention It survey and how it's important for uh, all of us, men uh, especially, men highlighted in the Mention It survey, to mention it to their doctors, to talk with their doctors about their health concerns and get their annual screenings and so on, take control of their health. And that top-line number that the vast majority of men believe that we are living a healthy lifestyle, but our uh, habits and behaviors <laughs> say otherwise. This is kind of a uh, something of a related item here. A new survey of 2,000 Americans finds 90% believe that knowing your family health history is very important. And doctors will say that's true. 90% of us believe that knowing our family's health history is important. Yes, it is. But this is where it gets kind of interesting. Of those who have taken DNA tests, 76%, because... You can take a DNA test. It'll give you a lot of that information about your family health history, maybe stuff that you did not know. It's become very popular in recent years. 
Of those who have taken DNA tests, 76% have changed their behaviors as a result. So again, going back to the Mention It survey about how we think we're living a healthy lifestyle, but our habits and behaviors tell us otherwise, Seven, maybe we just need to take a DNA test. Three-fourths of those who have have changed their behaviors as a result. 81% of those who, who took DNA tests said those results helped fill the gaps in their family's medical history. Uh, other steps that respondents took to learn more about their genetics and health included talking with a doctor, talking to family members, common lifestyle changes that people undertook uh, after taking a DNA test, eating healthier, uh, improving their stress levels, doing more to de-stress deliberately, getting more exercise, all very positive things to do. According to Nora Abulhusen, I believe is how you pronounce it, spokesperson for 23andMe, which is the DNA testing company, Genetic testing cannot tell the future, of course. It's not a crystal ball, but it can help you determine potential risk factors that you might not have known about. And the fact that it's actually written down and printed on a sheet of paper right in front of your face is, you know, that maybe that's the impetus we need to actually make these behavioral uh, changes that we should be making anyway. I mean, uh, a better diet, uh, a better diet, de-stressing, getting more exercise. Those are good habits for any of us to get into. But uh, for those who have taken DNA tests, those are the most common things that we will change about our habits, about our lifestyles as a result. So this is how dedicated Kyra is to this show and to her loyal fans. <laughs> she is joining us in the studio, my wife Kyra. Good morning. Uh, even though she's a little under the weather. A little under it's the weather. Been a, it's been, been a, a long week. It's <laughs> been a bit of a rough week. It has. <laughs> uh, but this isn't going around. It's yeah. kind of the uh, early creepy crud. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so yep. starting to feel a little bit better. I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm getting there. You will notice. Hopefully by next year, maybe, <laughs> on my energy back. Notice a huh. distinctive lack of uh, energy here this yes. morning. But uh, we do have uh, some more recipes from Kyra's Kitchen to share yes. uh, this morning. And uh, these yes. are like for with the uh, cook off uh, or with the uh, kickoff of football season. Okay. All right. So, yeah. so, so these are like some good fun tailgate yep. or party the, football party uh there recipes. You go. There you go. Got uh the uh uh, Ohio State game this yes. weekend. Got the Bengals and Browns yeah. battle of Ohio yeah, to open my up the Chiefs NFL were last season. Night it was not pretty. Chiefs were uh, last <laughs> night. Uh, the Lions opened up with a the win. First half so. was so good. I didn't watch the second <laughs> half, and it doesn't sound like that went too well. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so perfect recipes for your football tailgate, or you know, just whatever. Yes. Um, Yes. And these these are good, especially this first one is good uh, for, you know, like yourself, you're feeling a little under yeah. the weather. You can oh, plop yeah. this stuff in the uh, slow cooker yep. and there you have uh, and, something for dinner yeah, anyway. something easy. Uh, yes. Slow cooker pizza casserole. Yes. So this is two 14-ounce jars of pizza sauce, one 16-ounce box of pasta cooked. 
uh, three cups of shredded mozzarella cheese, one pound of ground beef browned, and half a small onion chopped and pepperoni. Uh, in a large frying pan, brown your beef, your onion, your drain, and then drain your fat. Add one jar of pizza sauce and um, and your cooked pasta. Pasta, simmer that for just a few minutes. Add half of your pasta mixture into your slow cooker. Top with your additional sauce, mozzarella cheese, and pepperoni. Add a second layer of um, the, with your pasta and ground beef, your sauce, your mozza, mozzarella, your pepperoni. And then I topped mine with a little bit more mozzarella. Okay. And then cook on low for one to two hours and then enjoy. So just an, an hour or two. Yeah, just an uh, hour or two. This is not one. Uh-uh. Uh, because thing. everything's pretty much pre-cooked. Gotcha. So, so, so you're just warming it up long. more than Correct. anything else. But you're Correct. laying that in Correct. like Layers. a casserole. Yes. And thus Layers. the yep. Slow cooker pizza. Yep. casserole. Yes. Really easy to do. Yes. Um, to go with that, have a cheddar and sour cream ranch dip. Yes, so this is 16-ounce container of sour cream, one one-ounce package of your ranch, your favorite ranch salad dressing. Ours is, I love the dill the dill one. Um, and then two cups of cheddar cheese shredded. Uh, pour your sour cream into a large bowl and and Add the um, ranch mix, combine that well, add in the shredded cheese, stir until combined, and then um, I let mine chill overnight in the refrigerator. Okay. Um, Then serve with your uh, Frito scoops or your chips and or some veggies. Tortilla chips. Yeah, tortilla chips, whatever sounds good. But again... Overnight in the fridge yeah, allows better. all of those uh, flavors to just kind of mix in right. there uh, yes. together. So yes. the easy cheddar and sour cream ranch yep. dip, really easy stuff. Yes. And uh, then you've got a uh, party mix. Yeah. Um, this this is, is my recipe. Yeah. This is my famous party mix recipe. Every time we have a family get yeah. together, that's the first thing that people ask. You're making your yeah. party mix, yep. your Chex mix. Yeah. Um, so this is your Thanksgiving, Christmas, <laughs> <laughs> but great for tailgates. Yes. Or, you know, oh my gosh. Any and other, you can make this two or three days ahead of time or just to have yes. around the house because yes. it's scrumptious. Your yes. party mix recipe is. So it's four cups of Crispix cereal, two cups of brown sugar, um, oatmeal square squares cereal. Sorry. I can't talk today. <laughs> two cups of honey graham cereal, two cups of pretzel round balls. So they're like the little they're the little balls yeah, and my family really balls. likes those mm-hmm. um eight tablespoons of butter melted two teaspoons of worcestershire sauce and i can't talk about that either. Sauce. Worcestershire, i'm sorry yeah that's fine so we one understand teaspoon, you're a little under the weather <laughs> one teaspoon seasoned salt um half a teaspoon of garlic powder half a teaspoon of onion powder um one nine ounce bag of my family's favorite is the peanut butter m&ms so mm-hmm. you can do the regular m&ms any type of M&Ms that you like. Uh, preheat your electric walk, walk is what I always use for that's, my... That's kind of the secret to this, yes, is the I electric always, walk. I use my electric walk. I do not put mine in the oven. If you have an electric skillet, you could do that too. Okay. Um, at about 300 degrees. Um, and that's the nice thing about my walk, is that it tells me the different degrees on my... Mm-hmm. Um, so 300 degrees. Melt your butter in the wok. Um 
add your Worcestershire sauce, your seasoning salt, your garlic, and your onion powder. Whisk all that together until it's well combined and it's going to kind of be nice and bubbly. Let it bubble for a little while. That's fine. That kind of browns that butter, um, gets that nice and brown. Um, Then in a large bowl, combine your cereal and your pretzels and pour that mixture into the buttered mixture in your skillet. And then just keep mixing. Yeah. And and, um, you're going to... Keep it in the wok for an hour, stirring every 15 minutes. Okay. Um, kind of toss it like yes. a tossed salad. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So just stir it for every 15 minutes for about an hour. Remove it, let it cool, and then add your M&Ms and then place in a storage, a storage container and then serve. The cool thing about this is that, I mean, this is the recipe that you most often follow, but you've been known to add other things. I mean, you can add all kinds of things. Kicks cereal before. Kicks cereal is Um, a a real popular Um, one. I've tried some different seasonings that I've had, Mm -hmm. um, but this one is the one that the the family really seems, these are the seasonings that the family really seems to like. Um, I've had I've added nuts before. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Whatever. I mean, whatever you think sounds good, throw it in there. <laughs> <laughs> you can try it. It's that's yes. the brilliance of of this recipe is yeah. that it can be customized yes. with just about anything. It's the process yes. of uh, making the party mix that is the secret here. But yes. you can do whatever you like with the ingredients. So the. Uh, Slow cooker pizza casserole, the cheddar and sour cream ranch dip, and the party mix recipes are all, all posted on the Kyra's Kitchen Facebook page. I think so. <laughs> if they're not, we'll get them up there. We'll get them up there very but I think soon. They are. Um, but you can like and follow the Kyra's Kitchen Facebook page at Kyra's Kitchen WFIN for these and lots of other recipes and fun stuff. And uh, I know we posted this uh, a while back, but we'll have to repost this because walks you were talking yeah. about making oh, yeah. using a walk yes. to using your walk to make the uh, party mix yes. those are hard to find these oh, days are. you can't just go yeah. over to Walmart and get yeah. a walk no. um, but you can find them on, on uh, Amazon, Amazon. Yep. Uh, here's the other thing about the uh, walks and we found this out yeah. uh, the hard way is that there are a lot of cheap yes. walks yes. that there don't are. last yeah. uh, out yeah. there on Amazon so yeah. we'll post the one, yeah. the uh, one, the one that, that we got. found yeah. Yeah. And that's really good I love it yeah. yeah. So we'll get that uh, posted there too. So again, uh, at Kyra's Kitchen WFIN on Facebook, there's also a link up at uh, goodmornings.net. My wife, Kyra, thanks very much. You're welcome. And that will finish up our podcast for today. I want to thank all of our guests for joining us on the program this morning. And remember, as always, you can get more information about all of the topics that we talk about each and every day on the show at our webpage, that of course, goodmornings.net. Coming up Monday on the program, U.S. Senate candidate Matt Dolan will be making a stop in Findlay on Monday. He'll join us to talk about the campaign. Plus, we have details on next week's Be Healthy Now Community Health Fair. So until Monday morning, that is Good Mornings for this morning. Now that you've had a good morning, go on out and make it a good day, a great weekend. We'll catch you back here next week.